Radio MD. RadioMD.com. Hear it from the doctor with expert guests from the American Academy of Pediatrics. It's Healthy Children. Now, our favorite mom, Melanie Cole, MS. The number of children who have tested positive for COVID-19 is expected to surpass 1 million very soon. This is really scary for parents. And knowing that these holidays are coming up and we're not really sure about how to keep our kids active, how to keep them happy if we can, really what we can do. So joining me today is Dr. Allison Tothy. She's a pediatric emergency medicine physician and spokesperson for the American Academy of Pediatrics. Dr. Tothy, it is always such a pleasure to have you join us today. So what are we doing for the holidays as our kids are coming back from college? Maybe they're getting their breaks from online school and virtual learning, which in itself is just been a challenge and some kids are adapting better than others. First things first, what do you want us to know about these upcoming holidays and our kids and some of them are coming back and give us your best advice there. Yeah. Hi, Melanie. I'm so glad to be here. Thanks for having me. The this is such a challenging time. We usually spend all our time, um, not just with our close loved ones that are living in the house, but all of our loved ones outside of it, right? Thanksgiving, the holidays, it's a time when all of our family members get together so often and our close friends get together. And this year, we just can't really do that um, safely. We need to protect our loved ones. And as a result, it means that our Thanksgiving celebrations and our holiday celebrations are going to be smaller, where they might be virtual this year. And um, it's really important that we, you know, so many of us have elderly loved ones or immunocompromised loved ones that are at risk, and we just can't put them at further risk. It's certainly true. So what are we doing with our kids? How do we first explain to them? Because I know for my kids, their biggest thing right now is the lack of socialization, this physical distance that we're trying to maintain. And in some respects, just you parents want to say it's enough, just you're not going to see your friends, but then they drive to Starbucks 12 million times a week. And how do we keep them occupied so they're not hiding in their rooms on TikTok? <laughs> um so I think one of the big things that can happen over the vacation and over Thanksgiving break is everyone taking a break from their technology, everyone uh, just turning off a little bit. And if the weather's okay, or if it's not okay, getting outside, figuring out other things to do besides being on technology, just taking a break re you know recentering yourself um that is away from technology because my kids like yours have been on technology that's all they do they they are online school many other families have hybrid models but no matter what we've amped up our uh our hours of screen time over the past eight months and now's a really great opportunity to back off a little bit it just it makes it hard because backing off usually means going out to play with friends or going to a play date or hanging out with friends or watching a movie whatever that is um, and this year we need to figure out ways to remain socially distanced and still engage with people so 
I'd like to say that's all well and good, but to our kids, they, know. you know, you're a parent, you know, and these kids, they want to do that. And in some cases, their anxiety is telling them, okay, this is a way to escape. I'll go on Instagram and I'll Snapchat my friends or I'll watch episodes of TV online or whatever it is. Can you give us some signs? as parents that we should be looking for, for, for when our kids are really having trouble coping and when, when they're feeling so cooped up and, you know, do you have any red flags for us? Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, everyone knows their own kids. Um, and when your kids aren't acting like your usual kids, dramatically different, I think that's a time to worry. Not all kids show their anxiety and their worries the same way, but everyone has a sense of what their kid is like. And when they deviate from that, they're really acting out, they're throwing tantrums, they are not going to sleep very well. Um, that, you know, obviously they're, they're threatening to hurt themselves or they're saying things like, I'm so sad, I'm so depressed, um, or they isolate themselves even from social media. They totally close themselves off in the room. All of those things are worrisome signs. It's really looking for the trends of what your child has been and now is 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 drastically different or is a you know a, a 180 or even a 120 from their usual behaviors. Um, that's not to say that most of our kids, at least if, especially if they're teens, are spending more time on their own in their rooms. But the reality is that if it were a normal non-COVID era, they'd be spending time without us anyway as parents. They'd be spending time with their friends. So naturally, they should be spending time socially, um, whether it's online, um, right, or outside, far away from them, or by the phone, whatever that is, with their friends. Um, it's when they're kind of cutting off all those social connections that we should start to get worried. That's a really good point, and thank you for that. So I'm an exercise physiologist, Dr. Tothi. You'd think I could get my own kids to be physically active, and yet there I see hiding in their rooms again. It's an uphill battle, and they don't want to exercise. They're eating junk. I won't let my kids do bed school. Certainly my daughter. I caught her doing bed school. I'm like, what are you doing? She was in school on her <laughs> Zoom, lying in bed. I'm like, uh-uh, that is definitely not happening, bed school. So how do we get them to motivate, to, to get some physical activity when, like you say, the weather could be iffy, they're not going around with their friends as much? Yikes. Yeah, I mean, we as parents probably call it bribes. Me as a pediatrician, <laughs> like to call it incentives incentives, right? Um, but So let's use the word incentives. But I do think there is some value, depending on the age of the kid, in incentivizing uh, your child to get up off the couch and do a little bit of exercise. Perhaps they know that the holidays are coming and there might be a gift involved that they really want. Or um, I, you know, there's some special activity that they want to do. Um, that might motivate them. I mean, you clearly have to pick your battles. Um, and, and, you know, those of us, you know, not just with teens, but children understand the idea of picking battles. But this is a big one, and it's important, and it helps with their emotional state. It helps with their physical state. It's about keeping their heart healthy. So exercise is a really big one. Um, what I've tried to tell some parents is maybe you have to exercise with your kids. Maybe it's a time when you all go for a walk um, or 
you get on the bike and you bike with them, um, or you create some sort of friendly competition. If you have the ability, there's, you know, a lot of virtual 5Ks. Maybe you all join a, a 5K for a good cause and the T-shirt that comes with it. There's a lot of ways to be creative. But I think this is one where it is worth the battle. It's just a really hard battle sometimes. Have you ever taken a kitten for a walk outside? <laughs> they try and run back no, inside. I know, right? This is me picturing trying <laughs> they to get my you like dog crazy the entire time out to the walk. Yeah. Behind. <laughs> no I know. kidding. I know. I this is really where the incentive. I think there's some incentive to it, and maybe it's their friends all running a 5K together or something. And it doesn't even have to be as elaborate as that, but. Um, uh, it's a great idea, just, though. You know, try. Yeah, just and and some kids are better at it than others. There's not a perfect answer, but um, I I there are some things that are worth you know that. So tell me what it would be worth to you to get you to blah blah blah, right? To get you to get up and exercise three times a week um, and get your heart going. Um, those are really important questions. And I also think that this is an opportunity to start to nudge them into lifelong habits because, you know, most kids aren't going to be professional football players and most kids aren't going to be professional baseball players or um, professional swimmers, but they are going to have to figure out how to stay healthy the rest of their lives as they work their jobs, as they move on through life. Um, And learning some of those skills now, while they're certainly hard won on the parent side, is worth it. That's really great advice and good language for parents to hear to incentivize that. And I am a queen bee nudge, so that works out well for me. (laughs) Now, another thing that we're seeing with our kids is, you know, this whole lack of sleep, this whole change of schedule. They stay up until two o'clock in the morning and then they want to sleep in or they roll out of bed and then jump on their Zoom. Sleep is totally thrown off now. Whereas when they were getting up to get dressed and go to school, that was different. But now they feel like since they don't leave the house, they can stay up all night. How important is sleep and that routine? Yeah, so this is one where I'm really, I feel like I really am a stickler as a pediatrician. Sleep is really important. It is important for adults, but it's super important for kids and their growing brains and their growing bodies. There's a lot of really good data, a lot of really good research and literature on it. Um, And teens need sleep as much as kids do. Um, So this is really tricky. The I. I like to encourage families to create routines. So the first foremost, which is hard for a lot of families, is you got to get your phones out of the rooms after a certain time of night, nine o'clock, eight o'clock, 10 o'clock, whatever you decide for your family, everyone, including parents need to set an example and get their phones out of the rooms. Um, We are guilty of this as well, by the way, in our household often, but put a basket down on the first floor, everyone charges their phones at night, whatever that looks like for your family. But teens are often staying up because they're on their phones. They don't silence them. They don't, their alarms that go off, their friends are getting in touch with each other. Um, But, and that is what's keeping kids up. You know, most kids, if you told them go read a book at 10 o'clock at night, they're probably by 10, 15 falling sound asleep. It's the phones that are really distracting. It is. And you're 100% right. Now, I've been asked to ask you this from my kids. If they are going to have distance, 
you know, groups with their friends, maybe sit out on the deck and sit apart and still wear their masks. Can they come inside to use the bathroom? Can their friends come inside? And if people are even doing a holiday with a small group and outside or doing garage holiday or something along those lines, give us some of your best safety advice about holidays and COVID and whether things like guests using the bathroom can happen or not. Sure. Well, my, you know, I'm in Illinois. It looks like the Midwest is on fire right now because of COVID, right? So um, I, it is, we are on in a lockdown advisory um, and I would tell anyone not to have a garage dinner, um, uh, Thanksgiving dinner, not to have anyone over socially, um, really, really avoid any interactions right now because we, we've got to get our COVID numbers to drop. Um, that being said, I know that the reality is that people will be um, having uh, outside back, you know, backyard dinners and backyard get togethers and they need to be as safe as possible, wearing masks, washing hands, socially distancing. If someone is going to go, you know, opening some windows in your house so that if someone does walk, if you can, so that if someone walks through to go to the bathroom and then they come right back out, minimize having that person minimize touching everything, disposable paper towels instead of fancy cloths, you know, towels in the bathroom, uh, wiping down the bathroom, having them wipe down the bathroom after they use it, wiping the handles with disinfectant wipes and the doorknob and the toilet flush handle. So things like that to really minimize contact and exposure is um, is important. It certainly is, and I'm one of those who's chasing after a kid with Lysol and spraying <laughs> everything down as they finish using the bathroom, but we'd really prefer that they, I mean, don't, right? And, and so, as you said, limit these gatherings, and we really have to get these numbers down and, and flatten this curve. So as we wrap up, Give us your best advice, Dr. Tothi, as the expert that you are in what we're seeing with COVID-19 and our kids and the holidays and how maybe even gratitude and, you know, just feeling family can help us all to get through it together. Yeah, being with loved ones, being with the loved ones that you can be with. But the ones who can't be with, just think about how safe you're keeping them. Um, and that is, is equally important to being with the loved ones that you can be around. So you're doing this amazing thing by protecting the people that you care about by not sharing the holidays with them. And I think that's a great way to describe it to kids from young all the way through old. Um, it's so in some ways it feels it's a you know selfless act to be able to protect someone else and keep them safe. Um, and we know, we hope, we know this isn't forever. This is a parenthesis in our, in our lives. And um, next year, we hope that Thanksgiving will return back to normal and we'll be able to share it in the way that we're used to. Absolutely. Such important information. Dr. Tothi, thank you so much for joining us. You're listening to Healthy Children. Our expert guests are all provided by the gold standard American Academy of Pediatrics in conjunction with their consumer website, healthychildren.org. Please share this show on your social channels with your friends and family so they all understand what we need to do to keep each other and our loved ones safe at this holiday. So share the show so we can all learn from the experts at the American Academy of Pediatrics together. I'm Melanie Cole. Have a safe and healthy holiday and stay well.